Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday in Advent. We're looking at Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 where Matthew writes, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. My dear fellow Advent worshipers, the angel told Joseph, Mary will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. His people, that actually refers to us, to you and to me and, and to all people. Jesus lived and died to pay for the sins of all so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Let's think of Jesus' life, though, from purely a human perspective. Nothing really spectacular when you kind of think about it. He was born in a barn in a small town, and then he ended up growing up in another small, obscure village, the village of Nazareth. He was considered as an illegitimate son of Mary and Joseph. He worked as a carpenter until he was 33 years old, 30 years old, excuse me. And then for three years, he traveled around a traveling preacher. He never owned a home, never wrote a book, although he is the word of God, which became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He didn't write a book here in this life, but his book, the greatest book of all, of course. He never had a family, never went to college, never traveled more than 200 miles away from his place of birth. And while he was still a young man, the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends, they ended up abandoning him. One of his friends betrayed him. Another friend denied him, and he went through a mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves, and that was saying that he was just about the worst lowlife that there is, being nailed 
in that position of dishonor like that. And when he was being executed, his executioners, they gambled for his garment and that was the only real piece of property that he had in this life on this earth. Jesus, from a human viewpoint, never did any of the things that usually accompany greatness, but he did suffer and die to pay for our sins. And he rose from the dead to prove that he had accomplished payment for our sins, that he did rise from the dead in victory. Yes, our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, he did come as the prophets foretold. He came into our world for a purpose, and that purpose, of course, to save us from our sins, to win for us eternal salvation. Matthew tells us, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, through Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Repeatedly, what the gospel writers do is they tell us how Jesus, what Jesus did to fulfill the scriptures. He was born of a virgin to fulfill the scriptures. He healed the sick to fulfill the scriptures. He entered into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday riding on a donkey to fulfill the scriptures. While he was hanging on the cross, he spoke those words, I am thirsty, to fulfill the scriptures. When Jesus came into our world, he did absolutely everything that the prophets had said he would do to be our savior. He did everything the prophets said, everything that the scriptures said about Jesus being the savior. And he had to fulfill the scriptures. He had to do everything that the prophet said because if he had failed to keep just one point, then ultimately he would have shown himself to be a fake and not able to be our savior. But what comfort we can get in knowing that when we look at any and all of the Old Testament prophecies that in Christ's life and death and resurrection, there is a complete fulfillment of what the prophets said, of what the scriptures say. Emmanuel has come as the prophets foretold. Jesus fulfilled and kept all of the scriptures. And now that's a humbling statement for us to hear because we can't keep the scriptures. We can't follow God's law. We sin by thought, word, and deed more often than we'd like to admit. And that's why, apart from God, that's why apart from God we would deserve eternal punishment. But by God's grace, we have Jesus. And that's why you and I don't deserve eternal punishment anymore. By God's grace, we have Jesus. And thank God that we have Jesus Thank God that he sent his Holy Spirit to work on our hearts to make us believing children of God. Thank God that Jesus, Emmanuel, has come as the prophets foretold. The prophets did say 
that Jesus would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And what a beautiful name for Jesus. And the fact of the matter is, of course, he isn't just Emmanuel while he was here on this earth. He always is Emmanuel. He always is Emmanuel. He always is God with us. As he told his disciples before he ascended into heaven, he said, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And what does that mean for us? It means that we can take our Lord's words to heart when he says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Since Emmanuel, God with us, has come, he will always be with us. So let's thank our Savior for coming into our world and for coming into our hearts so that we're believing children of our Heavenly Father. And let's also thank him for always staying with us. Emmanuel has come as the prophets foretold. He did what the prophets and the scriptures said he'd do. He accomplished our salvation. Isn't that the greatest Christmas present ever? Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, give us a faith like Joseph that believes in your promises even when we can't understand. Through a miracle, Emmanuel has come. Emmanuel has come, as the prophets were told, to be our Savior from sin and the way for us sinners to be sure of our eternal life in heaven. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.